Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jared G. Martin. We've just celebrated the birth of Christ on Christmas Day. Quite often, after an event is over, we put up everything that we brought out to celebrate, and then we push that event to the side and go on to something else. But I want to tell you that Jesus Christ came to make a difference in our lives. He brought light to the world, he brought joy and peace, and he came to seek and to save those who are lost. I am struck by how when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and spoke to her about what God wanted to do in her life, she said, be it unto me, O God, according to your word. In other words, she said, Lord, have your way. What about you today? Do you want the Lord to have his way in your life from this point on. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow saying, O Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. What did she do? She wept. And we are told she prayed much. Not only did she pray much, she made a commitment to the Lord. And she was, she was specific in her request. Lord, give me a son. Sometimes we have not because we ask not. And then she said this, Lord, if you give him to me, I will give him to you. Now think about that. This is what I want most in all of my life. This is the one thing that I want more than anything else. But if you give it to me, I'm going to release them to you. Okay, let me just say that. Say, some people don't get that. We, when, when we're praying, we want whatever we want. We want it for us. We want it for us. I got to have this. I want this so bad. God just want to know, are you willing to release what I give you? So with Elizabeth and with Mary and with Hannah, even with Samson's parent, you release them, you give them to me, I'm going to give them back to you. And in every case, I guarantee you, when they gave that first child to God, God blessed them with more. God said, I know how to do this over and over and over again. You don't ever have to be worried about giving your best to the Lord. You don't ever have to worry about giving to God what God gave you because it's more where that came from. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli, who was the priest, observed her mouth. She's at church praying or in the temple. Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. She wasn't tearing the place up. She wasn't making a big scene. She was just praying in her heart. Her lips was moving. She's pouring her heart out. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long will you keep on getting drunk? Get rid of your wine. Why was she drunk? She was just pouring out before the Lord. Verse 15, she said, not so, my Lord. I'm a woman who's deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer or whiskey or smoking weed. 
Just thought I'd throw it in there because some of you said, well, he just said wine and beer. I've not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul. I'm pouring out my soul to the Lord. I'm going to stop there for a minute. You know, there sometimes we ask God for something, and uh, we're just like a little kid that you take to the toy store. First thing he see, he asks for. And you just keep going down the aisle. Come on, we going. He go down the aisle, he asks for something else. And then he sees something else, he asks for that. But you know what he want when he stop and just cry and don't move until you get it. And sometimes God is waiting for us to get to that point where we just say, Lord, I just want you to do this. I just need it so bad, Lord. I just, would you do this in Jesus' name? And then we go on. We ain't thinking about it no more. Then you come back. He ain't done that yet. Wait a minute, come back to the Lord. Lord, would you just, I just decree and declare that you would do this in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen, amen. And you just go on about your business and come back the next day. Lord, you haven't done this yet. I just call it in right now in the name of Jesus. And the Lord said, they're just asking. They don't, they don't want it that bad. But she said, no, I've been pouring out my soul to the Lord. I'm in distress. She's grabbing on to the horns of the altar. And she said, Lord, I ain't going to move until you, I hear from you. I need a touch from God. You got to get to a place where God says, I know that they, that's what they're needing right there. They're not just asking. They're just not going through the aisle and picking out stuff. I like that too. I like that. And I like that, Lord. I'm calling that in. I'm calling this in. God said, no, 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 no. You got to get to a point where you say, God, I don't know what to do. If you don't help me, if you don't move for us, if you don't move in this situation, we're sunk. God, our, all of our hope is in you. All of our dependence is upon you. God, our heart is poured out to you. I trust you with everything I got. God, I need you to move for me. She said, no, I ain't drunk. You know, that'll be somebody coming to the church, laying out in the floor by the time we get even wondering whether they're passed out or not. No, I'm down here calling on the Lord. You used to see folks in the church like that back in the old days. They'd be laid out in front of the altar. They just laid out there. We had to leave them out. We had to go turn out the lights and go home. They're still there. They ain't ready to go home. No, I ain't through yet. I'm seeking the Lord. I'm calling on him. I need God to move for me. Go on home if you're ready to go home. I'll lock up when I leave here. I need God to move for me. Listen, I, we, we've been living in a society where you just drive through. You, you, now they got stuff, you just text them before, and they got it ready when you get there. And you drive off, and by the time you get home and open it up, it ain't what you wanted. No, you got to walk in there. And say, let me see what's going on up in here. I want to see it before I drive off. I want to see it happening. You can't do God that way. I just text him and, he, and, and then get mad because he didn't text you back. <laughs> no, she says, I need God to move. She, she poured out before him. She said, don't take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and out of my grief. She kept on praying. Her prayers were continuous and consistent. Oh, Jesus said this in Luke 18, man ought always to pray and not faint, not give up. When she wasn't praying with her mouth, she was praying in her heart. She was pouring out her soul to the Lord. The preacher thought something was wrong with her, but she kept at it. When he realized that she was pouring out her soul to the Lord, he said, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. 
And she said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. And then she went her way and ate something. And her face was no longer downcast. Early the next morning, they arose and worshiped before the Lord and then went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah lay with Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel, saying, Because I ask the Lord for him. When the man Elkanah went up with all his family to offer the annual sacrifice of the Lord and to fulfill his vows, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, after the boys weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord and he will live there always. When I wean him, I'm going to take him to the house of the Lord and I'm going to leave him there because he belongs to God. We've been talking about the birth of a child, but I got the sense that there are people in here now that have some other things that need to be birthed in their lives. Some things that you need God to do, a direction, a breakthrough. You need God to do something for you that's new and different to take you out of where you are, out of your distress, out of your misery. To some, it's having a child. To some, it's, it's a mate that you really like God to provide for you. To others, it's an open door. It's getting a child back home. It's restoring a family. It's restoring relationships, something that's been dest destroyed and broken. I want to say this like Gabriel, with God, all things are possible, no matter what it is. We've seen these women give us a model of what we ought to do when we need something from God. Several years ago, after Jackie and I were married for three years, we wanted to have children. Uh, she wanted them more than I did. I didn't like kids at the time. But I, I participated to help her out. But I began to notice how despondent she was because we didn't have any. She went to the doctor to get checked out and see what the problem might be. The doctor says, everything looks good with you. We need, we need to check out your husband. Well, I wasn't old. <laughs> um, but eventually I went to get checked out and the doctor said, you don't have a, a low sperm count, you have a no sperm count. He said, we can do some microsurgery and see whatever else we can do to help you out. I wasn't a pastor but I was a servant of the Lord. And I said, God, if I'm ever going to be able to stand up in front of anybody and say that you are a miracle worker, here's a good time to show yourself strong on our behalf. I got with Jackie and I said, they want me to come and have this microsurgery, but I'll do it if you want me to. Because I don't ever want you to say to me that, you know, you should have did that. But I said, but I want to believe God. And she said, okay, let's believe God. And we prayed. I don't know how long it was after that. We had bought another house, and I was in, a, in the closet praying. And I heard in my spirit, your wife is pregnant. 
I wrote that down on a little note and put it in my wallet. I never told her. A couple of weeks later, she called me at work. She was so excited. She said, I got something to tell you. I said, I already know. She said, how do you know? Gabriel came (laughs) and talked to me. And I said, Lord, whoever you give us, we give to you. There she is right there. We prayed over her while she was in her mother's womb, asking God to use her life, asking God to take her life and use it to do great things in the world and fill her with the Holy Ghost and with power. She don't belong to us. She belonged to you, Lord. The Lord blessed us with another one a year or so later and then another year, another one, and I have to go back and say, Gabriel, Whoa! I am so excited about what Jesus came to earth to do. He came to seek and to save those who are lost. He came to give us an abundant life. And he came to give us not only an abundant life, but an eternal life. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World daily with Jerry G. Martin. You know, when Jesus comes into our life, into our heart, he empowers us to continue the work that he began. He wants to use every born-again believer to get something done, and I'm excited about the new year coming. For several years, the light of the world have joined with several other pastors to host a men's prayer on the first Friday of every new year. It is pastors from different churches and different denominations who have the same heart and the same mind to come together to get men to take the lead in praying for our homes and our family, our community and our country and our world. So I want you to join us. If you're a pastor, join us. We're going to be at the Greater Love Mission Church of God in Christ at 8410 Lay Road on Friday, January the 5th, beginning at 7 p.m. We will be there with Pastor Kevin Childs and several other pastors from our Impact Ministry Group, but we want you to be there as well. If you're a pastor or a minister, we encourage you to bring your men together to pray together and join our voices with your voices as we speak in unity over our city, over our families, and over our community. It's going to be a great opportunity to start the new year out with men standing firm. It will be a new opportunity in a new year to have a new man doing new things for God. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.